This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Good morning. Happy Monday. Thanks for being here. Happy Halloween. Happy birthday to my dad. Love you, Dad. We're coming live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. We need cash out of your home. And a simple way to get it, Rocket Can. The phone number on the show, 855-212-4CBS. If you want to call, have your perspective on the program, we'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on Twitter. I'm I'm on there at SportsWriter, Sports R-E-I-T-E-R, Diesel at Diesel CBS. Uh, Ross Tucker, one of our favorite guests, one of the best in the business, former NFL player, long-time NFL player, NFL analyst, um, super candid dude. He's the host of even of the Even Money betting podcast. You can check him out and that podcast. Easy way to get it is at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter. He's the guy behind MyFrontPageStory.com, which we love, and he's he's joining us now. Ross, good morning, brother. Thanks for uh, thanks for being here, man. My pleasure, Bill. As always, thank you for having me. So early, I mean early for me, I'm on the West Coast, early game on Sunday, Russell Wilson gets a much-needed W in London against that Jags team. Um, do, do you see anything you saw from that game or, or, or before it that leads you to believe that, that Russ and the Broncos can have a better second part of the season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, they went on three long drives for touchdowns in the second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. Uh, he had some nice throws to K.J. Hamler down the sideline. That young tight end they got out in your neck of the woods, Bill, uh, from UCLA, Dulcich looks like he's a stud. He had several catches. So I do think the combination of Dulcich coming on and looking like a real guy that they can count on and use combined with Russell having some better throws I, I, I thought I would say it's kind of funny because they only scored 21 points. It's not like they lit the world on fire, but the way they started, man, with the three and outs and the almost interception and then the interception, I'd say that, I'd say that to play the way they did after that was actually encouraging. 
Ross Tucker here on the show. Ross, I don't know if you saw this stat going around, but apparently after that loss for Trevor Lawrence, he now has the worst record in the modern era for a number one overall pick at quarterback, quarterback at number one overall through 25 games, which is one of those sort of lies, damn lies and statistics things that Mark Twain talked about. But still, he's 5-20 and 20 at the start of his career. Obviously, massive things were expected. What is going on in your view with Trevor Lawrence, and what do you think happens from here as best you can try to guess? Yeah, I'm a little disappointed in him um, because, I, you know, last year you can put a lot of it on Urban Meyer, and I think rightfully so. But then, I don't know, man, you, you watch this year, he got off to a really good start. I mean, he played well at Washington. They blew the game. Then they got a win. He played really well against the Colts. And even against the Eagles, he played well the first couple possession they're up 14 nothing but then the rain really got to him and it just doesn't feel like he's played all that well since then I mean it's like ever since that Philly game where he couldn't hold on to the ball and really didn't give the Jags a chance to win the game it's like he's been a different guy I mean he's been okay but he got off to a pretty darn good start this year and I thought with Doug Peterson they got Sheriff in there on the O-line. And even yesterday was weird, Bill, because they ran it really well with ETN, you know, his Clemson teammate. So it makes you feel like, all right, okay, Jacksonville, they, they got a little something going. He should perform better than that if they're running the ball that well, right? Like if they're running the ball that well, he should be able to play better than he did in that game. Ross, it's amazing in life and certainly the NFL – how much narratives, perspectives, careers can shift and change in 12 or 14 months. 14 months ago, uh, I, I don't think most of us would have been talking about Tua Tungavailoa as, as the young, promising NFL quarterback in Florida that, that was certain for, for greatness. And I, maybe we're not there yet, but, man, what a performance over the weekend. And when he's been healthy this year, the Dolphins have been really, really good. What do, What is your view long-term this season uh, if he can stay healthy, of Tua specifically and, and that Dolphins team when he's at the helm? Well, um, I think the first guy I want to talk about when you mention Tua is Mike McDaniel. Because I'm really impressed by Mike McDaniel. I mean, I didn't think that Tua had this in him, Bill, to be honest with you. I, I didn't think he'd be able to play at this high of a level. But what Mike McDaniel's done is give him – the exact offense that Tua needed to have success. He's a really good timing and anticipation thrower when he's doing it within the rhythm of the offense, and that's exactly what he's doing. I mean, everything they do, it's so many of those in-breaking routes, middle of the field, they didn't have to drive the ball to the sideline. So in-breaking routes, middle of the field, and he's given them – the two fastest guys out there for these crossing routes, these in-breaking routes. So they very rarely have a guy running like stride for stride with them because nobody's as fast as those guys are to be able to do that. And I think McDaniel realizes it doesn't matter how you get the yards. You don't have to throw the ball in the air. You know, yards after catch are just as valuable as yards. I mean, sometimes like I see these fantasy guys, And I love the fantasy guys, Bill, and I love stats, right? But, like, they talk so much about, like, depth of target. and You know, I don't know, man. Just just give me the yards. 
I, I don't really care if it's all through the air or if, you, if you're running the ball like Derrick Henry or if it's run after the catch like they're doing in Miami. But it, it all counts the same. And I'm really impressed with Tua, but I think Mike McDaniel deserves a lot of credit because he's absolutely maximizing what that young guy can do. And it makes you wonder, quite frankly, where the Dolphins would be if not for the concussion issues with Tua, right? I mean – if he hadn't had to miss those games, I feel like they'd be in a much different position right now. So project over the course of the season, not record, but just performance. If two is out there, if he's playing, what's the separation? What's the distance between the Dolphins and teams like the Bills and the Chiefs, who I think are clearly the top of the NFL mountain? Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think I would put the I think I'd put the Dolphins then in the Ravens category in my mind, which is like the next best AFC team, the next best AFC contender. I don't think either one of those teams is going to be better than the Bills or the Chiefs, and I'd be a little surprised if it's not a Bills-Chiefs AFC championship game. But if anybody can knock them off, I feel like it would be the Ravens with Lamar Jackson going crazy or the Dolphins with what they're able to do with Tua and that offense. I think they're the next, you know, the, the two next teams that, you know, could find their way in the divisional round. Ross Tucker here on CBS Sports Radio. I'm Bill Ryder. Ross, not not a great beginning for the Green Bay Packers, and it's not as if Aaron Rodgers has played extraordinary football and the rest of the team has let him down. I mean, it's been, I think, a collective effort in terms of just an underwhelming season, but they're 3-5. and five. They play Detroit next. They they will They should get to 4-5. and five. What is your confidence level or your lack of confidence that the Packers turn this season around? Um, well, it's going to be tough because, you know, they're not going to win the division. I mean, that would really surprise me because I don't foresee a collapse by the Vikings, and they're pretty far ahead at this point. So it would really have to entail, you know, the Packers <coughs> winning a, a bunch of games to get to nine or ten wins that they're going to need to try to be a wild-card team. And even at that point, it's not easy. I mean, just because you're a wild-card team, I'm not sure they're going to get there. I'm not even sure they're going to get there as a wild-card team. I guess because they've got young people at receiver and they do have some dudes on defense that theoretically they could go on a run in the postseason – and I guess I'd probably put them in the same category as, like, the Bucks and the Niners in that regard. The difference, I guess, in my mind is that I think those two teams have a great chance to win their division, which just kind of makes it infinitely easier than the Packers going the long road of being a wild card. I think that they'll beat the Lions, but it's, it's, it's a weird time when – I don't want to call that a toss-up game, but the Lions have one win, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if they beat the Packers. Wow. And does that just reflect for you the fact the Packers just aren't very good, or do you think Detroit's got a little magic in them despite their record? I don't think Detroit's as bad as their record shows. I mean, I feel like I would say this every week if I was a Lions fan or on Detroit radio that it feels like they're going to win one of these games. They just, more often than not, obviously, they don't. But I, I just don't think the Packers are very good still. I mean, it's, it's kind of amazing to me 
The Packers only score 17 points. They lose by 10. And people are, like, coming away from that game, you know, saying positives about the Packers. I mean, we really, really lowered the bar for how we feel about the Packers. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, Ross, I'd love your take on that game because I thought, maybe I'm wrong, it looked to me like Josh Allen and the Bills just got kind of bored and, and lost their focus and those turnovers by Allen in the second half and that performance to me was more about the Bills taking their foot off the pedal than any Packers excellence from, from my vantage point. I think there's some truth to that, and I also think that the Bills are in a tough spot because they don't run the ball very well. So they're not really in a good position to close teams out, to close games out, to be a, you know, to run what we call four-minute offense, right, where you're really, the goal is really to, to grind the clock at that point. And their best runner is Josh Allen, which is why he's probably the MVP of the league, Bill, but it's also why uh, I'd be nervous if I were a Bills fan because he still takes more shots, more collisions than he should. It still feels like either he's going to get banged up enough that he misses some time or that it just negatively affects his performance, neither one of which is good. I mean, you know, we don't talk about it a lot, but a lot of times there are guys that don't perform as well towards the end of the year or in the playoffs because something's really bothering them badly physically. Ross Tucker, that is a great point, a great insight. I hadn't even thought of that. That is such a good point. Ross Tucker here on the show. Uh, last one for you, buddy. We got a, a Bengals team that plays tonight, I and mean, they had a really rough start to their season, but they go to 5-3 and three if they can beat a Browns team that's lost four in a row. Do you expect Cincinnati to get it done? And, and do you think that, that Cincinnati is approaching the competitive playoff level team we expected coming off last year's Super Bowl appearance? Well, I did until Chase got hurt, until yeah. they said Jamar Chase might miss four to six weeks. I, You know, I would have almost put Cincinnati in that same Baltimore-Miami category for like tier two in the AFC. And they still might, but he's such a big part of what they do. You know, he dictates coverage. He's their big play guy. I'm really curious to see how tonight goes. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked if they lose tonight without him. That's a major, major adjustment, major loss. Although the Browns don't have Joku or Denzel Ward, so they're missing, they're missing some guys themselves. Ross Tucker on the show. Remember, it, we got Christmas not that far away. Birthdays are always happening. And if you're, I don't know, a radio producer who wants to buy his host a present because he's a great guy, just as an example, uh, myfrontpagestory.com is a perfect place to do that. It's really cool. Basically, they put together a front page, right, like a made-up front page. It looks real. It's done by people who it looks like it actually came from the newspaper. And the headline could be, I don't know, world's best radio host. Uh Decel apologizes for everything. I don't know. I'm just making that up as I go along. They'll help you, myfrontpagestory.com. And as always, Ross Tucker, appreciate you, buddy. Thanks for, for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And, yes, I just tweeted about it, at Ross Tucker NFL, because, it, you know, the cool thing about that, if, if Dido does that for you, then it's on you, Bill, to hang that up in your house. So you might be careful what you wish for, because then you're going to have to hang that up in your house, because it's the gift that keeps on giving MyFrontPageStory.com. Oh, I'm doing if If he says it to me, I'm doing it, Ross Tucker. Thank you, buddy. Talk soon, man. See you, man. Ross Tucker on the show. Here's the beautiful thing about that. Ross ain't wrong. But, D-Cell, if you, if, you if you give me the gift and I like it, it goes out, it goes out in the house. If it, you know, 
you get a little edgy the wrong way, hello, bathroom. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of placement are we getting yeah. for this thing? Hello. Like, like front hallway right when you walk in the front door or, you know, corner of the house that nobody goes to? Hello, corner of the house bathroom that no one uses. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that's, that's where Diesel's That's what goes. I thought. Hey, man, it's on you to do it right. Let's. Uh, we've already done trick or treat. Different, totally different. Now it's time for buy or sell. Is it a spooky edition? Is it a costumed rendition? What kind of a buy or sell do we have today, uh, D-Cell? See, I don't like that you know me so well. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to go a spooky edition. Mm. You're spooky. Uh, D-Cell is wearing a, uh, a farmer shirt with a Miami label on it, so it's all happening here, including... A buy or sell as schizophrenic as his clothing choices next here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. And I appreciate Bogish and Farmer Tom more than you can possibly know. I certainly don't feel appreciated when you tell me my flannel makes me a farmer. Bro, I come from a family of farmers. What are you trying to say? I don't know what you're trying what to say. What are you trying to say? I don't know what like you're family. trying to say. You look like a writer. Back in the day, on the Ryder family farm. It's love, man. I mean, I mean, bogus. Can you can you give me a little? The, the, obviously, the listener can't see the outfit. I'm not making up the fact that this flannel shirt looks like it was intended for the rodeo or for some farm work. Yes, but the headline, the lead story remains on a, what's a fine shirt. It's a fine it's a cool shirt. shirt. The headline to me remains the fact that there's a University of Miami orange and green U on that shirt. And I can't picture the Miami alum fan that would wear that shirt. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. And I hope she's not listening because she'll be very upset. Oh, no. This was a present from my wife. This shirt did not come this way. It was not available in stores this way. She had the logo customized for this shirt. She knows I love flannels. I love the University of Miami. She put the two together, and she got me this present. I hope she is not listening. No, but that's okay. That answers a lot of questions for me. That (laughs) does. That's a sweet gift, combining two of your loves into one gift. 
I I rest my case. My confusion was over the University of Miami licensing department going, you know what we need with the school logo on it for our many Midwestern alums is a flannel shirt. Here we go. I'm going to give you two thoughts unrelated to your shirt, Tom. Totally unrelated. One, I love ketchup and I love chocolate. They don't belong together. That's just one random thought. Just random. Two, uh, my wife got me a Funko shirt. It literally says Funko with fun, uncle, whatever it spells out. And it's a, it's a medium, which for me is an extra small. She loves that <laughs> shirt. She longs for me to be in that shirt. She thinks I should wear that shirt. That shirt will never touch my skin. I'm just telling you, sometimes you got to make decisions in the best interest to you. Unrelated uh, to. Totally your, unrelated. But yeah. also unrelated, I'm picking up what you're putting down. Oh, I love that expression. See, that one's easy. That one I get. It's every other one that we struggle with, and we have no idea what the origins are. Lay an egg. Bogus brought brought a polite English version in the 1600s of you have. Uh, 1800s. 1800s. Committed a pants, you know, mistake in your pants. You, you had a little little accident. Yeah. Yeah. Makes more sense. Let it just let it breathe. Let's do buy or sell, Farmer Tom. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill, let's start it off where we always do by talking some NFL. Now playing in just his second game with the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey made some history yesterday in San Francisco's win over the Rams. The all-pro running back had a touchdown trifecta. A passing touchdown, a rushing rushing touchdown, and a receiving touchdown. He was the first to do it since Hall of Famer LaDainian Tomlinson did it back in 2005. My question to you, buy or sell the McCaffrey trade will be the best trade made this season. Oh, by the way, the trade deadline is tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. That performance made me think that in this NFC field of mediocrity we've discussed outside of the Eagles, that it might be the Niners who emerge as the team to challenge. Yeah, buy. Buy. Buy or sell, guys, that, that whoever had Christian McCaffrey on their fantasy didn't doesn't deserve what's following. It sounds like you got burned by this. This is a loaded question. (laughs) Yeah. I did in one of my leagues. Like, come on, man. It's pretty impressive. He's throwing touchdowns now, too. At least that's only four points. It is impressive. And to go back to our last hour, it might make them, the Niners, the best team of keeping the Eagles out of the Super Bowl. They might be the second best team in the NFC if this is going to work like that. I think the Eagles are good. I think they're really good. I think maybe they're elite, too, but I, I don't think they're Bills Chiefs level at all. And so I, I don't think it's you're telling me like like I would take in a heartbeat the Bills and the Chiefs over the field. Would you guys do the same? Uh I would yes. I'm, I'm yes. there. I don't think there's a single NFC team you could pair right now with the Eagles that I would take over the field in the NFC. Uh, no. Maybe I mean, the Niners. I, Maybe. We could, again, it's only, it's not even November yet. I mean, if the Eagles are 14-2. and two, tomorrow. November tomorrow. True. If the Eagles are 14-2, and two, I think the answer is different in late December, early January. But, yes, right now, they're at best the third best team in the NFL. Yeah. And 
you can only play the teams that are in front of you. I get it. I got it. You're right. Maybe they'll prove to be. I don't think they're going to be 14 and two or 14 and three at the end of the year. I just, I just don't. Could oh. be wrong. All right, Geno Smith and the Seahawks keep winning games, and this time it was against Geno's former team, the New York Giants. Now, Geno threw for over 200 yards and two touchdowns as the Seahawks grabbed the 27-13 win. After the game, Geno Smith talked about his former team, and here's what he had to say. I'm happy to be here in Seattle. Uh, I spent one year with the Giants, and so uh, that year to me was like a blur. And, uh, you know, my life has moved on from then. Uh, I don't have any remorse towards anyone there. Uh, in fact, you know, this to me, this game was for Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese. They believed in me. And so as far as, you know, any other thing, I don't really care for it. Um, you know, I'm happy to be here in Seattle. Uh, it's like a family here. Uh, you know, it feels like home. And so I'm just enjoying my time here and continuing to work hard with these guys and, you know, just trying to be the best we can be. Buy or sell Geno Smith and the Seahawks will continue to win games this season. Like any? Bye. Bye. Like, like. Two more games or more? Uh, look at the current <laughs> pace they're on. They've won, what, five already? I, I think, and, yeah, I went to an ex- exactitude's place. And however you feel about his play, all season long, Gino has said the right things. He says the right things every time he's in front of a microphone. And a, little, playing- a, a little bit of that I thought was a shot at Russell Wilson. Maybe that's me reading too much into it. What was the shot, you think? We can listen to it again. I'm happy to be here in Seattle. Uh, I spent one year with the Giants. And so uh, that year to me was like a blur. And, uh, you know, my life has moved on from then. Uh, I don't have any remorse towards anyone there. Uh, in fact, you know, this to me, this game was for Ben McAdoo and Jerry Reese. They believed in me. And so as far as, you know, any other thing, I don't really care for it. Um, you know, I'm happy to be here in Seattle. Uh, it's like a family here. Uh, you know, it feels like home. And so I'm just enjoying my time here and continuing to work hard with these guys and, you know, just trying to be the best we can be. Like a family pro- feels like home. That that pro- I, was was the way that Russell left Seattle. To me, to me. I, I promise, teacher, I listened the first time. <laughs> <laughs> when you said that, I'm like, oh, I must have missed the... And that's why Russell Wilson's the worst part of the clip. I don't... I, I just don't hear that. I mean... I'm usually the nice one here, so it's, I, I get where I could be missing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't hear that either. There was a, was a Tyler Lockett. Somebody else took an actual he shot. Definitely, yes. at Russ. Yes. Um, I think the issue here is Geno Smith being nice to Ben McAdoo. I think that's where you should focus because he might be the first person to say something nice about Ben McAdoo as Giants head coach. All right, I'll just move on since nobody <laughs> agrees with me yet again. Bogus, this one's for you. Oh, kind of, sort of. Yeah, the Patriots. Were the Heard ones, of them. The Patriots were the ones having the quarterback issues going into yesterday's game against the Jets, but it was New York's Zach Wilson who really struggled yesterday in the loss to New England. Wilson threw three interceptions and completed less than 50% of his passes. By herself that despite the Jets' 5-3 and three record this season, you've seen evidence that Zach Wilson can be a franchise quarterback. It's for yeah, it's I, 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 I've already answered. We're trying to be different. That, um, is he I, a well, franchise quarterback like your boy Mac Jones, who should never get benched? Putting words in my mouth once again. That's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. Is he? No, he's a franchise not. Quarterback he's not like right now. Mac Jones. He's not. So, are you Jones in for more Mac? You Bye. know who was the Patriots. 
who started him and played him an entire game yesterday, which they won in an upset at the Jets. Which, over by Zach the Wilson. way, was one of the first things Bogus said to me this morning when I saw it. He is not going to let this one go. This Mac Jones and also Zion Williamson. He's not letting that one go either. No. Why would I? I wouldn't. That worked out pretty well, didn't it? Uh, by the way, on the on the list of bad takes, pretty sure I made fun of Mike McDaniel, Mike McDaniel pretty aggressively when he took over and mocked him and didn't think it was going to work. In my defense, he looks exactly like Tom DiBenedetto, Jim Rome's executive producer and a friend of ours. So I was like, <laughs> come on. Like, the guy's a doppelganger for, 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 for D-Ben. But it happens. We all have bad takes, Bogus. It's okay to say the words, I was wrong. Here, I'll do it. I'll go first. I've been right about Mac Jones now for back-to-back games. Here's here's all I'll say. Is the QB controversy over in New England? Not who should start, who should come off the bench, who's the is it over? At the very least, it's paused because did Bailey Zappi play yesterday? Did the Pats win? I'm asking, is it over? I would, yeah, yes. Right now, it is currently over. Is it settled for perpetuity? No, but it's currently over. Should we admit to Diesel on this Halloween extravaganza day that had Trey Lance been healthy, his take might have actually aged really, really well. No, why would we do that? Could be playing better than Tom Brady right now. Everyone but Aaron Rodgers is playing better than Tom Brady right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daniel Jones didn't play better than Tom Brady yesterday. <laughs> Neither did Trevor Lawrence and barely Russell Wilson. I was thinking over the course of the season. Tri- Dude, Urban Meyer, Meyer, there's a 75% chance that Urban Meyer ruined Trevor Lawrence. It's over. Yeah, it's almost so bad. It almost feels like nothing counts now this year he's actually a rookie and maybe have more sympathy for him, but I hope you're right. He made some weird decisions yesterday. All right, let's get to some college football here. While Saturday's rivalry game wasn't much of a fight on the field, Michigan beating Michigan State 29 to 7 afterwards in the tunnel on the way to the locker rooms was a different story. Michigan State suspended four players after video surfaced of them swinging helmets and kicking Michigan players. Now, the big house is unique in that only it only has one exit from the field into the locker rooms, so they share the same tunnel on their way to their respective locker rooms. This is Michigan's second tunnel situation in as many weeks, last week, of course, against Penn State. Buyers saw that Michigan has to address their tunnel situation. Sell. I mean, I... Sell. This, it's not like they just put in the single tunnel three weeks ago, and this is a brand new reality. You know? This has been true for... Just don't... Don't brawl after the game. Ugly situation. Ugly situation. Ugly. It wasn't even like... like I don't even know if I would call it a fight. More than like... It felt like the players got jumped. So many more Michigan State players right there at that spot than Michigan players. I mean, it's... It's obviously awful, but there are lots of sports, professional otherwise, college, where, where guys go in and out of the same place, right? Some stadiums and arenas have locker rooms next to each other. Some have them. A dis- it, you're going to overlap with, with people you competed against, is my point, and you shouldn't brawl. Well, and especially when you get your butt kicked 29-7, go in your locker room, get undressed, and go home. Don't be the tough guy after you weren't the tough guy on the field. Not to condone a fight after, like, a drag him out, knock him out over seven overtime thriller. But when you get beat on the field like that, you don't get then to be tough in the tunnel. Pick your battles better. Do that on the field within the realm of the game. Don't lose by three scores. And then certainly don't go back and fight and basically, like Diesel said, jump a guy in the tunnel. 
All right, let's stay in the Big Ten here as Ohio State pulled away from Penn State on Saturday, scoring 28 points in the fourth quarter in route to their 44-31 win. Ohio State is now tied with Tennessee. Yes, tied with Tennessee as the number two team in the country in this week's AP Top 25 poll. Buy or sell that Ohio State is the best team in the Big Ten right now. I mean, I think they have been all along. Like, Obviously, we're going to know at the end of the uh, season, but I'll, yeah, I'll buy. Buy. I mean, better wait, sir. Are you including Iowa in that with their offense? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, just checking. We can absolutely give uh, give Iowa some love here. Just checking, just checking. Yeah, I'll I mean, still buy add... it, even with Iowa's inclusion. Buy. Buy or sell, you guys think Michigan has at least a 45% chance of winning that game? At the buy. Buy. That was me. I hit the buy button for myself. I think I think Michigan's outright going to win this game when they go up against Ohio State. I do. I, I hope really so. do. I think they're the better team. The better? Oh, I don't know. We talked about this I, a lot last year with Golden State in the finals playing with their food. I think Ohio State does that a lot, a lot this year. I'd love it to be the case. I'm so trained. Was it last year? Notwithstanding, for Ohio State to just beat the tar off of hardball Michigan teams. And this this game is in Columbus, right? That sounds right. Yeah. I think yeah, I think so. So, so yeah, I I think 45% chance is a good place to start. Which is a compliment on the road in Columbus to basically almost be a pickup. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think it's one of these 80-20 scenarios that, or even 70-30 that has been in the past. I I think they're evenly matched, but Ohio State is almost always has a better roster. They just have more talent on that roster. And, it, and, and home, home, home field matters. All right, let's get to some hoops here. They finally got one. The Los Angeles Lakers got their first win of the season yesterday, beating the Nuggets 121-110. to They're now 1-5 and on the year. For the second game in a row, Russell Westbrook came off the bench while LeBron and Anthony Davis combined for 49 points. Buy or sell the Lakers having any momentum after getting their first win of the season? Sell. Sell. They're a bad basketball team. I mean, so you've won one out of your six games? No, I mean, you're going to... What are they on? I don't even know what they're on track for right now. Probably 20 wins? I, I mean... This always happens. It's a good question. I saw it all over my social media. Wow, this is now the Lakers are shit. No, they have. They're, they're a bad basketball team that beat a Denver team that's not playing great either, by the way. Buy or sell, either of you believe Russell Westbrook will ever have a season again in his, in his NBA career that's not embarrassing? Sell. I'm, I'm, I'll sell, too. Whoever, I don't really put... wow. That was me on that first one. I mean, I'm at the point where is he going to be in the NBA next season? Yeah. Seriously, I'm, I'm not. I'm not even asking tongue in cheek there. That's a serious question. So like he's going the way of Melo, but Melo could remember at the end of his career, Melo could sort of contribute a little bit at the end because he could still kind of shoot and he would when he wouldn't try to go hero mode. I thought. I mean, I never thought Melo would work, and he did in the long run. But he had stretches in Portland. Somewhat. Wow, man, maybe. Um, if my math is correct, if they stay on this pace, can I guess? Yeah. Seventeen. Fourteen. I'm bad at math. I'll do it in my head real quick. Now they're bad, but are they that bad? They I can't I can't see them so, being a 14 win team. Plus, they're not gonna give up, so they're gonna add people here 
somewhere along the way that might make them a tiny bit better. So I had the most awkward radio hit on ESPN LA last week. It really was. Like my, I was on there. I think it was. Because I'm just like, yeah, they're, they're terrible. They, they, they suck. And this is the home of the Lakers. They're like, oh, are you sure? And I think I was the one that was like, I, they were like, oh, you have anything nice to say? I'm like, oh, no. The actual thing they can do is they can't trade. You know, you can't even trade LeBron this year. You're not allowed to trade LeBron James. He's not tradable this season. But let's say you want to blow up the team and trade everybody but LeBron. What you could actually do is lose enough games to try and get Webbyana, whose name I can't. Will you say it for me, Bogus? I can't say it. Webbyana? Webbyana? Webbyama? I think there might be a little more flourish in there somewhere, but that's the base. Sure. Okay. Uh, That's the solution. So I'm with you that they probably won't lose 14 games if they're trying to win games, but I do think 28 wins or 32 wins, that range, is super realistic. And I think, I I know for a fact, when LeBron gets all put out and and frustrated, like, I'm over this, it gets ugly fast. The injuries haven't even started yet. AD's only missed one game. LeBron's been healthy. Russ has been, you know, he's got the hamstring that he complained about because it was, he came off the bench. But the injuries haven't really set in yet. Great point. All right, let's finish up one last one here from the NBA. Over the weekend, the San Antonio Spurs released Joshua Primo, the number 12 overall pick from the 2021 draft. Now, the 19-year-old Primo is alleged to have exposed himself on multiple occasions to women, including females within the Spurs organization. Joshua Primo released a statement that read in part, quote, I've been seeking help to deal with previous trauma I suffered and will now take this time to focus on my mental health treatment more fully. I hope to be able to, to discuss these issues in the future so I can help others who have suffered in a similar way, end quote. Buy or sell Joshua Primo ever playing in the NBA again? I'm just thinking about it. I think it's a sell, isn't it, guys? Sell. Shocking move when this happened over the weekend. Everybody was confused as to what was going on. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't like this story. I, I don't because they they released him Friday, and then his statement was first. If I'm at least for me, so I saw him say. I need help for these things. And I thought they were like getting rid of, you know, they were cutting him because he just can't play now. And not out of a sympathy thing, but almost just out of a basketball decision. There was like, you got to go do that, whatever. Then the other news comes out that he's exposing himself to other people. Now, maybe those two things are connected trauma. And this is how he acts out. I don't know, but I just, I don't think we know anywhere near enough to have a real opinion on this. And, but it sounds bad enough that he might not be able to be put on a roster again in any time soon. Agree with everything you said. I'll just say if the accusations that are accurate, that he exposed himself to multiple women, including within an NBA organization, so it's hard to see a path back for anybody who's were, who's still, right, like aside from that is valuable basketball. I'm, I'm not sure he qualifies on either front. All right. Guess we got to roll. Happy Halloween, Bogish. Hey, same to you. Enjoy the, uh, you know, the bobbin for apples and caramel apples and mm-hmm. all the beer and all the good stuff. Yeah, check um, for razor blades. That happens for real. Well, you know, in your candy and your apples, be careful. Does it things. happen for real? Never. Nope. Yeah, I was going to say, I was. I didn't, I just read an article that said that it was garbage, but I was trying to be nice about it. Okay. Yeah, nope. Fake news. Fake news, pretty daddy. Uh, we're going to get into the world's longest preview of Monday Night Football after we get a CBS Sports Radio update. 
from Andrew Bogish. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. I like this song. Do you like this? Do you like this uh, this sound, Tommy? I like this beat. Now, this is going to surprise you. You introduced me to this song just last week, so I love the beat. Yeah, it's a great song, too, dude. Daylight. All right, I won't sing. Uh, this season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One. I want to sing. Every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights. The National Series, Holiday Triple Headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One Station Streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your pesky check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Protection apply again on the zone, AutoZone. Uh, some options, some choices tonight, Diesel. We've got Halloween, of course, so that's going on. We've also got Monday Night Football. Bengals against the Browns. No Jamar Chase that we've talked about, but still, Bengals team has been playing better. And we've got Game 3 of the World Series tonight. It's knotted up at 1 between the Astros team that was, I think, clearly believed to be the best in the American League the entirety of the season, and a Phillies team that was an afterthought in the National League, but here they are. What is your focus? What's your primary? What, what do you want to watch more? Monday Night Football or the World Series? Yeah, I luck out here. My little guy, obviously very young, will get the trick-or-treating. We'll probably only do you know a handful of houses. That'll be out of the way before either of these games start. I'll go NFL on the, on the big TV, on the main screen, and I'll go World Series on the iPad. So here's my hot take. I'm not really into the World Series on the same level as I am all the other sports that are going on right now. It just, it just rates fourth for me personally after NFL... NBA, college football. And, I, and I, I watch a lot of soccer. Soccer! So I'm really fifth. I'm really excited to have it on today. I'm, I'm going to try to, to finagle the, the handing out candy duty. I don't think I'll be able to do that. That's what I want to do. And I think I'd have baseball on the big TV because there's something weird for me about baseball when you're outside and it's cold out. I know that sounds weird in the World Series, but it's like it's, it's Halloween and it's quote-unquote cold where I live in L.A. It could be in the low 60s tonight, maybe the high 50s. And it just feels kind of like World Series weather. Is that weird? It's not weird at all. But I, I do have a Halloween candy question for you. Okay. Now, you've gone through this. Your kids are, are, are a little older. Yep. When you guys are out with the kiddos going from house to house trick-or-treating, 
What do you do at your house? Do you go bowl of candy outside with a note that says take one, Can't please? Do or do you people, people just, just nobody, no candy at that house now? In the past, when we lived in the other house the first time in L.A., uh, my cousin Stephanie, who, who was here, she doesn't live here anymore, but we're really close, she would come over. And, and do the candy, and the kids were young enough, they'd fade pretty quick. That's a nice we're, move, though. Like, that's, that's nice move thinking ahead by you guys. Yeah. So that, that, um, that kids can get the candy. This time, we I think last year, four kids came to our house, or five. We're, we're just in an area that's just quiet. They're just, I, so can't do that. Can't, because I want, I'll tell the story quickly. Um, when I used to trick or treat, people would just steal the take one. So I once dressed up in a, in a, what was it? A werewolf costume, stuffed like with hands and like stuffed, like, basically like made myself look like I was a stuffed creature, and put a huge bowl in my lap in the chair that my parents' front yard said, "Take one, please," and just sat there. And yeah, kids would come up and take one, but then these older kids would be like, "Oh, what a bunch of idiots!" And then I would, when they would reach for the whole thing, I would grab their wrist, <laughs> and they would scream and run away. Probably traumatized some high school kids. I was in college, I think. But I know from that experience, there's a lot of kids that'll take two. It's some kids will take one. It's really cool. Some kids will be like, "What a bunch of suckers! Let's let's take all of it." Yeah, that's not cool. That's not cool because then nobody else gets the candy. Right? You can't do the you can't do the bowl. You can't do the bowl. So we just may not give out a lot of candy today. We just we don't have a cousin to to do it for us. My kids are old enough now that they're they're out a lot. It used to be that you know when they were little, they'd go out for 45 minutes, get tired, we come back and give the candy away. That's the move you're going to have the next few years. Uh, that's a show. Add Farmer Tom to the list of complimentary nicknames. Pretty Daddy, Farmer Tom. This guy's got, he's an eclectic man. Um, thank you to Ross Tucker. Thank you to Farmer Tom, Tom DeCelestino. Thank you to Andrew Buggers. Thank you for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. Appreciate you. Happy Halloween. Have a great night. We'll see you back here tomorrow on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.